Hello everyone and welcome back to the Football Plug Podcast. It is the morning after the night before and what an evening it was, eh Matt? What an absolutely fantastic win for Ukraine. Ukraine. Absolutely. Um, there's absolute scenes, limbs at 121 minutes or something. What are we talking about? It's a massive win for Gareth and the boys. Let's get into the episode. So before we get into the England-Germany game, we are going to have a little look back at the round of 16 games which took place this week. Starting off with Wales versus Denmark, which finished 4-0 to Denmark. Jack, what are your thoughts? I'm not going to lie. Th- this game was the first game after like the Euros took like a two or three day hiatus and everybody was missing football. So for this to be the first game back and there to be four goals in it, we can't really complain. I was, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not one of those uh, fans that, <laughs> it's so bad to say, that wants every team in the UK to do well. I only really care about England, if I'm going to be totally honest. However, I like Gareth Bale a lot. I think he's a fantastic player, fantastic leader. He's very passionate about his team. So I was a little bit gutted that Wales went out. But then I thought, no, that's probably fair, you know, because Denmark actually are a really, really yeah. good team. They put four past a fairly decent one, four goals past a fairly decent Wales. Yes, Wales got a red card. But that was in like the 80, 90th. 90th minute, right, 90th minute. So really, yeah, by that time it was 3-0, was it not? And then yeah. Braithwaite yeah. scored that goal and extra, extra time yeah. or whatever, yeah. Um, did Wales deserve to go through? Not at all. Did Denmark deserve it? Absolutely. I mean, we've, I think we've both got some stats up in front of us. Denmark smashed them in shots, smashed them in shots on target, smashed them in possession, in passing, pass accuracy, Wales gave away more fouls, four yellow cards compared to Denmark's none. Um, nine corners compared to Wales's one corner. I mean, that's just, it was just domination, really. I think, I think Wales are, were a little bit out of their depth. I don't think they expected to qualify. They haven't got the team they had in the, was it the Euros last time when they managed to yeah, go on yeah, yeah. They haven't a big, got the same a big, squad. A big thing to do with that run was their centre back Ashley Williams. Yeah, he was he was absolutely monstrous. Yeah, their defence isn't the same anymore. I, I, what Ben Davies, I've, I recognise the other guys, but Ben Davies probably only name that a yeah. lot of people. They lost know Ethan Ampadu, didn't they? Yeah, red um, carded, weren't he in the group stages? In the group yeah. stages, yeah. So that you know that everything things like that play into it, and you know Gareth Bale is only so good. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to drag an entire team uh, through to the quarterfinals, and unfortunately, he couldn't do that. Yeah. But I think we're we're both on the same boat here. Denmark worthy winners. I think this whole when we were saying last time, Turkey, oh, they're the underdogs. This this Denmark yeah, squad, this Danish team without Christian Eriksen as well, yeah, without their the talisman, their keeper, captain, solid midfield, their midfield centre pairing, Thomas Delaney and Hoiberg. Yeah, solid. That Delaney's got a left. Foot. Actually, sorry, uh, Eriksen's not their captain, is he? It's um, Simon Kier. Simon Kier, yeah, the centre back. But yeah, yeah. you know, a- absolutely dominated. Basically, yes. Wales were absolutely yeah. dominated. Right, the next game, which was the eight o'clock kickoff that day. <laughs> yep. Uh, Italy, Austria. 
Joe, you know what? I'm quite surprised that it went to extra time. Not Me too. Like I mean, Austria, they've got a, they've, they've got a decent squad. It's not it's not amazing. They've got a few decent players. I wasn't expecting them to take Italy to extra time. No, me neither. I mean, yeah, they've, they've got... Oh, they've got Alaban, Baumgartlinger or whatever his name is. They're good players. But, um, yeah. again, it's sort of like a Gareth Bale situation. Like, obviously, Alaba's world-class. Yeah. There's no denying that. But he can't... From the position that he gets played in his in his national team like that, left-back, full-back, third-centre-back role, you can't, you can't yeah. have much of a much of an impact really from there can you no I think it's like what we said before we came on that Italy's defence are rock solid so I guess you, you could look at it as their strike force isn't the best which is probably why it went to extra time they yeah. just can't they aren't getting the goals that they need but again Italy are looking like a strong force when they're playing good football yeah they are yeah. and and it was a bit of a masterclass from Mancini wasn't it he brought on Pessina and Chiesa who are the two people that scored the goals? Chiesa and Piscina. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we, again, we've got the stats in front of us. Pretty much every area is dominated by Italy. Um, no, in fact, every area is dominated yeah. by Italy. Uh, I- 27 shots from Italy. <laughs> Bloody hell, that is a lot yeah. of shots. I mean, it could have been so different if. Arnautovic's goal weren't ruled out for offside in yeah. during the 90 minutes. That of could course, have been a, of course, that could have been, have been a interesting big upset. one. And uh, you know, uh, I think Chiesa scored first, and then Pessina scored, and then uh, Austria scored, didn't they? Yeah. So yeah. you know, there was a little, there was five minutes of squeaky bum time, but um, that's where your players like your your Benucci uh, at the back. Obviously, Chiellini was was injured that match, but um, that's where your players like Jorginho and Benucci experienced. Yeah winners um that's what that's what win you those games really yeah definitely 100 percent um it's a, it's a bit scary that you know italy can have a an off day and still win that's um so, something to think about that isn't it yeah i think they got a tough next game which we'll come on to when we see who get got through but they could they could be in and around those finals yeah, absolutely absolutely mate right then the next game which was on sunday the first Ooh. of the the few shocks. Um, Holland went out. Yeah. Two nil losers to the Czech Republic. Talk to me about that game, Matt. Um, I think that was the right result for how the game was played. Absolutely, you can't you can't look at form and whatnot and you know say that. Oh, uh, Czech Republic didn't deserve it because Holland had been fantastic in the group state. No, no, no. It's you got to perform on the day, and the Czech Republic yeah. did, and Holland certainly did not. I think I when heard you've... a stat that that was the first um, time the Dutch national team hadn't had a shot on target in the goal for like thirty years or something like that. Yeah, I was they did not say, have one shot like on target. Depay, Wijnaldum, Marlon, Frankie De Jong. You should be hitting the target. All yeah. of them should have at least one shot on target per game. Yeah. And obviously, so, uh, Delict got sent off for like handling the ball or falling oh, on, so something like that. So he was fall- Yeah, he was falling towards the ball and he fell kind of over the ball and slapped it out from under him. Yeah. And so I mean, it's a clear record. record. So, yeah. and, and that happened before they scored their two goals. So did that change the game? Yeah, probably. But yeah. <laughs> don't get yourself sent off. Absolutely. I mean, I have to say... And I, I've said it to all my friends. One of the star p- 
players in this competition has been VAR. Yeah. Honestly, VAR has been used amazingly. And it was used then for that red card and it was obviously the correct decision. That's crazy when it's not used by English idiots how well it yeah. can be used. Yeah. But take nothing away from Czech Republic. Again, they're a bit of a surprise for me. I, I weren't expecting them to be getting these results. I weren't expecting them to get out of the group stages, if I'm honest. But <laughs> me neither. Again, that the, the Schick guy, is that he's, he's got Patrick his fourth Schick, goal. Patrick fourth goals. Yeah, only one behind. Yeah. Big Ron. Well, yeah. was Big Ron. Now it's <laughs> Ron's gone. <laughs> runs at home yeah I mean again like, like, I, like we said I think the games are going how they were played it was, I don't think there's been a shock in the sense of Holland played the best football I mean, it did. Yeah, got yeah. unlucky they didn't play the best football the Czech outplayed them and they won the game so yes there's a shock in the result but the way not the game a shock went, in the result yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah right then next game um, now this was obviously like a bit of a, a, a giant game Belgium, Portugal you know two of potentially the three or four favourites one of them had to go out um, Portugal ended up going out through an absolute worldie from Thorgan Hazard yeah. what a goal that was um, we like cutting onto his right foot and he absolutely smashed it with some like fade and it just passed Patricio and it was oh, what a goal I saw that I was like Oh my yeah. life! What I are thought it we was seeing? Um, I thought it was Hazard. Hazard. Yeah, well, I saw I mean, We've seen a little turn in the yeah turn which, of the time. Which Hazard is the better at the moment? But mate, Thorgan's always been very good. He's yeah, always he's always very, been up there. Very good. Is he still a Dortmund player? Yes. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. And do you know what, Edin? Actually, he's always said Thorgan is the better footballer. Obviously, that could just be for him and his ego. But yeah, he's always said that his brother's better than him. But then so both of them have always said their other brothers baller. better than them. Yeah. Um, I mean, Belgium dominated the game up until about the 70th minute and then suddenly uh, the other team turned up. Portugal actually turned up with yeah, 20 so, minutes left. So, so stats-wise, Portugal actually, if it was like saying dominated yeah. the game, Portugal actually dominated the game. Um, 23 shots, only four on target. So less than a quarter of your shots going on target. That is not good enough. poor, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, is it a is it a case of expecting one man? Because let's be honest, one man dragged them to that point, yeah, and has been dragging them since he made his debut in two thousand and four or whenever it was two thousand five. Yeah. Um, that one man won them the Euros. Do you know what I mean? Last time, yeah. so it. Oh, he was injured for the final, actually, wasn't he? He went off injured. He got injured in, in the final, yeah. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, but I, think, I think their squad's a lot stronger than it was when Ronaldo started. They've got, yeah, they oh, 100%. World-class players, but, I mean, the defense, you look at the defence... Oh, I don't know, their, their team did have, like, Luis Figo and... And who, who was that centre-back? Oh, who was that? I cannot remember. Oh. Really Hold memorable on. guy. Hold on, listeners. Bruno Alves. That's it. That's it. That's his name. I think he's still playing now. Deco. Yeah. Do you remember Deco? Oh, Deco, my God. yeah. They had an unbelievable team back then. Back in the yeah, early 2000s. Actually, yeah. I just... Oh, I think Ricardo Carvalho. Fabio yes. Contral. Yeah. Roy Costa. Oh, man. It was... Oh, Roy Costa. Yeah, okay. Ma- oh. Maybe Nanny. When as... Nanny was playing. Yeah. 
Christ. All right. Yeah. So I think actually we could probably take back what you said yeah. there. They've had a be- They've had better teams, haven't they? Yeah. I think they've peaked. I think that they're winning the Euros. And when Ronaldo time, goes as well, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I don't think João Felix, this 120 million startlet, is anything special. If I'm no. Honest. No, me neither. Saka's a lot better than. We'll, Without we'll come doubt. on to that. We will come <laughs> on to that. Oh, God. And don't worry, listeners. We'll keep that to the absolute minimum. <laughs> All right, then. Next game. Uh, again, it, maybe the result, not a shock, but the, the game was a massive shock. Uh, an eight-goal thriller. Matt, talk to me about Croatia-Spain. Oh, this was, honestly, I think it's probably the best game out of these round of 16, other than obviously the England game, um, starting with a horrendous own goal. It was it was amazing. <laughs> oh, I just think, I, I, what, what is he, what can be your excuse for that? You you need to be switched on as it's a goalkeeper. Just, he's just, uh, the ball's coming back to him, he's trying to be cool, he's just taking his eye off it, and yeah. it's a great finish by Pedri. But it's gone from 1-0, they've then gone 3-1 up, 85th minute, 3-2, and then literally the last minute of the game, 3-0, extra time. Then And then in extra time, Spain just yeah tore them Morata, apart. Morata, really. who, I don't know, everyone got, criticises Morata, and he, I think he's got Because he's role. not very good. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I think people, a lot of people expect him because of the price tags he's had. He's, people have paid 50 million for him, Yeah, and he's, he doesn't score goals. Maybe that's not his role. I don't know what the, he actually gets told. But he managed to come up with a goal. He's again. not. He's not the world class strikers of Spanish yesteryear, is he? He's not Fernando, Fernando Torres, Torres, Raul, David Villa. David yeah. Villa. Yeah. Raul, no, Raul was like more of a winger, really, wasn't he? But that's that's by the by. Um, Aspi, I thought Aspi was brilliant. Aspilicueta was very good that game. I think. I think the one thing that was surprising in that game was how solid Spain's defence have been, the two centre-backs, to how not so they weren't so good. There was a few holes no, in that defence with Pau yeah. Torres and... Laporte. Yeah, Laporte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Eric Garcia, obviously, started yeah. the game. Er- Eric Garcia of... started next to Laporte, didn't he? And then yeah, Pau yeah, and Torres then Pau... came on in like... 60, I don't know, 60th so, minute, 70th minute, something like that. In that game, I think you saw the different side of Spain. It's gone from not scoring... To solid defence to the other way around. Like Italy, from what I can. And will this button show me? No, this button will not show me. Um, Italy, uh, yeah, Italy and Spain weren't really tested too much in their group, right? Yeah, no, they weren't. Sweden, yeah. Spain came up against, and and I can't Uh, think. Slovakia. Slovakia, yeah, they're not. Slovakia, Poland and Sweden, they were their group was. They're not really tested, which is why I think, and again, we'll come on to it later, the England game was even better than a 2-0 win because that is a real test and we yeah. still passed that one. Yeah. Anyway, it's coming home. Um, next game is... Maybe, is this the biggest shock? This is the biggest shock and this made me go absolutely crazy. Oh my, <laughs> Absolutely yeah. crazy. The, what, this was an unbelievable game. This was just an unbelievable... Let's put the extra time on penalties aside for now and let's just look at the 90 minutes. France, how did France let that go? How uh, did they let that go? I mean, I'm, I'm not a professional footballer, but 
I, the only thing I can think there of were three one up up until the 80th minute. Yeah, you got ten I, minutes just to kill the game off. That is poor, poor game Double management poor. by those by those players. I think it was disrespectful to the Switzerland players. For you, I mean, all credit to them, but for you to throw away a two goal lead in the last nine minutes, they it, it was like they they were celebrating the win. Yeah, after they were, Pog, they Pog was. Were. Don't get me wrong, scored had absolutely, <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. Worldy. Do you know what? Let's goal. talk about Pogba. Pogba's been unbelievable. Pogba was Friend, France's best player in until the those last ten doubt. minutes. Until when the he last ten wins. minutes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, he has. He's been their best player. I think Mbappe, like you say, he, he, people will criticise him for the loss, but he hasn't played an awful competition. He just he hasn't scored a goal. Yeah, no, he hasn't scored a goal. He's, he's had a bit of a he's had a bit of a shocker. Um, let's be honest, he, he's had quite a few opportunities and he's not put any any of them away. But the guy's got another three World Cups, another three Euros in him. He's yeah. going to get golden boot at, at least four out of those six. So the, I don't think he can worry about anything. No. I just don't think you can win a competition when you're playing your centre midfielder at left back in Rabiot. Yeah, they, and then yeah, playing play Havard on the right wing. Like yeah. I just don't think this quite works. No, it didn't. Whereas it Switzerland... Can I also give a shout out to Granite Xhaka? Yeah, he was unreal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, to be fair, their whole midfield was like bossed everything. It's, it's sad for Switzerland though, because in their quarterfinal game, they're without Xhaka. Uh, oh, are he, they? Is yeah, he, he, he got a yellow card. So of um, course he did. Yeah. Fortunately, they'll be without him. I think this has got a positive effect for Manchester United this game with the signing of Varane. I feel like if France were to have progressed with this, then the Premier League season would have started two it's like two and a half weeks after this finishes or, th- or three weeks after this finishes. He would have gone on holiday, gone back to pre-season, thought, oh, do you know what? I'll just stay at Real Madrid for another year, finish, up, finish my contract, whatever. Or could this have a bad effect on Man United? Don't get, he's, a, he's a world-class centre-back. But could you imagine if United are sitting there going, Right, what we're going to do is watch him at the Euros and that'll be our final decision. He's been horrendous. No, no, Varane's been good. It's been Kimpembe and Longley that have been awful. Oh, I don't know. These last couple of games, he's been... (laughs) The whole defence has been awful. Yeah, they have, to be fair. I'd I'd definitely take him over Lindelof still. That's that's still a thing that I would... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) I think um, we all would. But again, this could be bad for Manchester United in the fact that Paul Pogba was the best team in a... Was the best guy in a team of absolute starlets um yeah so he i wouldn't be surprised if he's off to be fair which is a shame because it's shown what paul bogba can do when he's got that class around him yeah it is what it is have you seen all the news reports this morning so we are currently wednesday um there's been lots of arguing and uh like disruption in the france camp now obviously they're not in the competition but after the loss, there's been a story come out that Adrian Rabiot's mum was sat with Kylian Mbappe's parents and she went in on his parents saying, you need to teach your son not to be arrogant, go back into like blah, 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 all this stuff. And then there's been a thing of, wow, Varane's like had a massive bust up with Pavard for the loss, but then Pavard's blamed it on Pogba for his poor like after scoring, like celebrating and switching off. And then Varane's backed up Pavard saying, actually, it is Pogba's fault. Pogba's then blamed Rabiot for not, for not oh, doing anything. So, oh, oh, sacre bleu. Oh, yeah. oh boo And then De- Deschamps has gone, everything's fine in the camp. 
Oh, bless <laughs> him. You're getting oh, the that, sack anyway. That's cute, isn't it? Oh, I imagine going out in the round of 16 to <laughs> a country that are literally attached to you, but like a quarter of the size of Paris. Unlucky. <laughs> All right then, Matt. The next game. The big one. Last night, five o'clock. The Germans versus the English. What happened? Um... Let's talk, let's talk half by half. First half. Yep. Again, like every single game England have played in this uh, Euro so far, first 20 minutes, we look good. We look a little bit scary. We look confident. Um, and then from like 25 to 45 minutes, we switch off. And the other team come at us and we look a little bit suspect. Um I'm sure you're like me and every other household in England and every pub where everyone was watching the football. Everyone was just sitting there going, get Kane off for the first 45 minutes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure every person was sat there just going, get Kane off. And you know what? I was saying get Luke Shaw off as well. He was getting pinned back. He wasn't wasn't busting a gut to get forward. And then the second half came. And then we had this new air of confidence about us. And I don't think... Other than that one Muller chance, I'm not sure Pickford had anything to do. Oh, he had that, that Werner chance. Do you know what? When he smashed it. I just want to... Pickford is... It's just... He... Uh, knight him. Like, knight him. Yeah. He, he is, is so incredible. good. I, I really have not got much more to say about Pickford than he was just... He is England's number one. And he has proved to one us that man, he's England's number one. I, other, there's one other person I'd give... Man in the match too, but I'd say Pickford was up there. Oh, 100%. Him being, if not Harry Kane, he's got to be up there for being competition for captain. Yeah, he he's so passionate, he's so commanding. He yeah. he, he demands the best out of those four or five defenders that are in front of him. And if yeah. one little thing goes wrong, he is absolutely down their neck. If that that chance where um, Havertz, like yeah, that volley that he saved. Again, that was a bit of a for the camera's save. It was like, no, oh, yeah. not much higher than his head. But I, you you love the shit from Jordan Pickford. You absolutely love it. Um, he was absolutely screaming at Luke Shaw, I think it was, who, who didn't go out and close him down. Like, when I yeah. say screaming, he was on fire at Luke Shaw. Yeah, 100%. So let's, let's just look at the stats before we talk about the final result. England, five shots, four on target. Clinical. Very clinical. And obviously, two goals. We actually got beaten with possession, uh, which is which is weird, actually. And we got beaten quite heavily on passes as well. We gave away more fouls. We got more yellow cards. We were offside. Oh, no, the same amount of times. Same amount of cards. But what's the only stat that matters, Matt? Uh, how is many subs you make? How many, exactly, <laughs> how many subs you make. Um... <laughs> Goals, of course. Goals. It doesn't matter Two if nil. you have 10 possession. If you win 1-0, who cares? I, I can't even tell you how much of... How happy I was after like watching that game. Like, when Sterling scored that goal, I just... I was absolutely ecstatic. Um, he is having such an amazing competition. He's having a party, isn't he? He yeah. is having a party. He... Raheem Sterling absolutely thrives on negative press. That's what I mean. He's still getting bad, like 
He's still getting all this bad, like, news reports and you know what? stuff give, on social media. Him. I don't care. He doesn't but, care either. Oh, yeah. Because he's but so good at football. Is, why is he getting that? Yeah. He's been, he's, I know he's not... He's, he, sometimes he makes silly mistakes. He might overrun the ball and he should let, release it, but he's he also works scored his four goals. Off. He works his absolute arse off for England. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He scored four of our five goals. He scored... You cannot can complain. Three of our four, four goals. Oh, three of our four goals. Three sorry, of our yeah. four goals, yeah. Um, he works his absolute arse off for the team. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen him pass it backwards. I don't think that's in his repertoire. He doesn't pass me. If, if there's an easy pass on back to John Stones or something, he's like, nah, screw nah, that. I'm, all right, I'm going yeah. forward. And that's exactly... You actually watch him when in his goal that he scored. He receives the ball two-thirds of the way up the pitch just in front of the um, halfway line. Yeah. And he looks back and I think S on that side was Walker. He looks back and he sees Walker and he's like, nah, you're all right. But Four the only players time he around him back was when <laughs> when Miller went on. Oh, that was literally goal. the one time. And that's why like, yeah, he doesn't pass that's back. That's why he doesn't pass back. Saw <laughs> saw Walker. He's like, nah, screw that. Four players around him. I'll oh, just take them all on straight <laughs> through him. Harry Kane yeah. up to Grealish, up to Shaw, back in from Shaw. It was just back of the net. It was just. Just beautiful. Or was it Grealish? Yeah. Was it shorter Grealish? I think it was, it was shorter Grealish, Grealish sure. wasn't it? I think it was shorter Grealish and then Harry Kane's goal was Grealish to Shaw. No, the other way around. Was Grealish it the other way to Kane? Yeah. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I don't really know what to say because, you know, th- that goal for Kane was just such a confidence booster for him and I feel like against the Ukraine now, he is going to be on fire. I hope. Maybe Southgate does know what he's doing. When we're all sat there going, why is he playing five at the back? <laughs> Before the game going, what an idiot. Well, well obviously, well, Mr. Southgate, he, he, <laughs> you're I've, a genius. I've seen so many Twitter tweets like this. I, I, you know, they're like, I'm the first one to criticise Southgate, but this is probably why he gets paid to do what he does, and I, I don't get paid to make these decisions. The he guy's a genius. Them. And yeah. I've always liked Southgate. But I've never been naive in the fact that some of the football he plays is boring and oh, he makes yeah, some silly yeah. decisions sometimes. But it's obvious that is why he's paid that money because he knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah, and of course. He quite knows clearly, I think you can probably say he does know what he's doing. Yeah, 100%. But I guess it all means nothing if we don't beat Ukraine. Yeah. But that means your man absolutely of the match? nothing. Man of the match for that game. My man of the match, it's got to be Sterling. It's got to be Sterling. He's okay. just—he was so positive. Yeah, he, and that's exactly what we needed. We yeah. we could have, you know, sat back and played for that draw, played for the penalties, and Sterling's like, no, nah, I'm going to play positive. And just, I, I, I'm going to give him the man of match just for his performances throughout the Euros as well. Yeah, I think he I agree was just. With that. Um, but if I weren't to give it to him, I honestly. Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire. Harry 100%. Maguire. It's got a, yeah, 100%. absolutely monstrous at the yeah. back. <laughs> Did you, the bit that made me laugh. Do you know what? Was... So was John Stones. <laughs> so was Carl Walker. Yeah. Uh, mate. So was Jordan Pickford. So was Pakaya Saka. Rice had a bit of an off game, but Calvin Phillips was unreal. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? Jack Greenish, I... when he came on, was electric. It's, it's mad. My highlight of the commentary of that game was... Right towards the end, Harry Maguire. <laughs> yeah, when he said it. using oh, that big head for some big head, use. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm I was not like, sure that's the right thing to say, mate. I was like, can you say? It? I was like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Harry Maguire, w- with that five at the back, it allows one of the centre backs to press forward. 
and you've still got four behind you. Harry Maguire yeah. did that, so he stepped out. And do you know what? John Stones did this quite a lot as well. Putting, like, giving their centre forward Havertz or Werner absolutely no time on the ball as yeah. soon as they oh, received yeah. it to feet. Like, Harry Maguire snapping Straight him in, in half. Like, Harry Maguire won the ball like that so many times. He won every single header. He should have scored with a header in the first half. Yeah, he really should have. I I've no idea what he was doing there. That's a, that's a bit of a 50p at that one. But, um,. Mate, I, I don't know what to say. I don't want to get too excited, but obviously it is coming home. Um, We just got to play like that. If we play half as well as we did against the Ukraine, then, I mean, there's no reason we can't keep a clean sheet against Ukraine. I mean, we've got, we've got four clean sheets so do far. We, so, so for you, do we stay with the five at the back against Ukraine? I don't for even know. personally, Southgate, I think I we do. Know. Southgate's clearly got do. taken it game for game. He's not. I don't think he's yeah, been he one is. of those things of, this is my team. He's looked at each game and gone, I'm changing it for uh, for the opponent. So, I honestly think we should. I think we should stay with the five at the back. I think it I should think, be exactly the same team. I, I, I wouldn't be upset about that. I think with, no offence to Ukraine, I think we have more freedom in what we do. Yeah, I mean, they are. against Ukraine, we could play four at the back and we could have that number 10 with two wingers and a striker yeah. as well. But, but I, then again, I liked, I really liked Trippier and Shaw, like, yeah. bombing down those wings. Yeah, Trippier, I think, needs to start. They're his quality, yeah. you can just Tri- tell Trippier's yesterday, the really quality good. of ball from corners and free kicks was... Yeah. Ten times better than it has. You see, been. Luke Shaw put a couple in and he didn't He didn't beat the first man and then yeah. Trippier not, was not like, yeah, good. I'm... I'm going to take him from now on. <laughs> yeah. Luke Shaw's normally got a half... Well, you know, when he's attacking, like, in real play, not on dead balls, like, his ball into the box is unbelievable, Luke Shaw's. Yeah. But for some reason, from the few corners and free kicks he took, it was it was, it was was crap. So on to the final game now, which was played at 8 o'clock after the England game. And this was to find out who we would be playing in the quarterfinals. And it was Sweden-Ukraine, which finished 2-1 to Ukraine in literally... The last kick of the game. That was absolute scenes. I mean, to be honest, mate, I only did a lie down after the England game. So Uzbekistan could have been playing Turkmenistan and I wouldn't <laughs> have known. Um, Sweden won, Ukraine two. Andre Shev... Do you know what? That is, to win that way just strikes me as such a Andre Shevchenko kind of way. He always loved a little last minute goal in like, yeah. Champions League games and stuff like that. Um I think this is a bit of an upset, this one, if I'm honest. I, I would say this is an upset, yeah. I, I'm not definitely. saying there's a massive difference in quality, but Sweden, I think on paper, I think everyone would agree that they they would have been favourites to go 100%. through. And they 100%. had a really good group stage. Yep. Um, I mean, but they didn't. And England are now facing Ukraine. The game was... They certainly are, mate. The game was pretty boring, I'm not going to lie. I did watch... The, did, did you... Seem to think that the game went on for the longest time in the entire world. It's because every five seconds someone was laying on the floor. They'd get they'd get hit on the shoulder, but rub the back of their leg. Or do you hear that the commentator said that, uh, given all the extra time and extra play time and stuff, the game actually went on for something like like 141 minutes or something. Yeah, that's yeah. That is mental. I think there should be no wonder it lasted a yeah, long time. I think there should be a point in extra time when the ref just goes, "Look, 
I ain't having this anymore. We're going straight to penalties. I can't. What is the point? <laughs> 109th minute, he's like, no, I'm bored of this now. Honestly, straight like, to penalties. rolling around. But then again, you wouldn't have seen that 121st minute goal. No, good. I didn't want to see it. I wanted to see penalties. Everybody <laughs> loves penalties. It's Zinchenko, though. The goal. Yeah, Zinchenko, and good. Incredible good ball. Yeah, what a ball that was. What a header as well. Yeah. As soon as Zinchenko had that ball on that left-hand side, I was like, uh-oh, goal coming. Yeah. I just saw it written in the stars. Um, Artem Dobvik took his top off, got the yellow card. Who, Who cares? cares? Yeah. Who cares? Um, not much more to say about this game other than Ukraine obviously will be playing England in the quarterfinal. Do I think we'll beat Ukraine? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, I think the thing is with everyone who's gone through is obviously there's been a lot of upsets and Switzerland have gone through and like Ukraine, but there's a reason all those teams are there. Yeah. There is a because reason they all are those teams good. are there. Yeah. So because they're... they are good teams. But you have to say England have got the luck of the draw there. You you have to say that. And I don't want to yeah. put the jinx oh, on anything. No, you're right. But you've got to beat everyone to beat everyone. So I reckon if we played like we did yesterday, we could have beat Belgium and Italy as well. I, honest, I honestly yeah, believe no, I that. I truly that. believe that. <laughs> All right, then. So before we finish, mate, uh, we are going to take a quick look and a quick prediction at the four quarterfinal games. So on Friday uh, at five o'clock, Switzerland will be playing Spain. Now, in my opinion, that is going to be a Switzerland win. I, do you know what? I think the same. <laughs> I'm going for a Switzerland win, mate. I think if they can, if they play how they did against France, I mean, France, I would say, are a better squad than Spain I'd say they they could grind out a win here yeah this is the first meeting between Switzerland and Spain at the European Championships they've played each other a few times at the World Cup before um Spain have they played each other three times Spain have won twice and Switzerland have won once um I personally think that I bet the Swiss are without Granit Xhaka though I think the Swiss have more physicality than Spain do. Yeah, hundred percent. And, I and think if that if that Spain defence is not up to it again, yeah, I think I think they could get knocked around a bit, and I think there could be a little upset here. I'm going to say it's nil nil at ninety minutes, and Switzerland nick it in extra time. That is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, I, I can I can deal with that. Okay, next game: Belgium versus Italy, eight o'clock on Friday night. What are you thinking, Matt? I think if. N- if Belgium can break down Italy's defence, I think this has yeah. Belgium written all over it. Do we know if Chiellini's going to be back? Not sure. It'll be uh, assessments this week. Right, okay. So if Chiellini is back, I believe Italy win. Oh, but Belgium are definitely without Hazard. Yeah. I know he's out. And but could be without De Bruyne. Could be without De Bruyne. It's tough. It is tough, but I don't think Italy have got enough going forward. I'm still going with a 1-0 Belgium win in the 90 minutes. Yeah, Lukaku. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, I think think Belgium will win it. I do. Denmark, Czech Republic. Now, low-key, a good game. Two big surprises that they're both here. Denmark saving their qualification until the last game of the groups. And the Czechs probably <laughs> probably feel out of their comfort, well, out of their depth, but are living the dream. 
So this is the third meeting between the Czech Republic and Denmark at the European Championships. The Czechs have won both previous games. Wow. Two nil. I I'm th- I, and three nil. I wow. think Denmark. To be fair, I do think Denmark will. Get However, it. yes, I do. I do think Denmark. I think yeah. this, uh, this whole competition has been a lot of strong defensive performances from teams rather than the going forward. Yeah, and I think Denmark's defence are Denmark have kind of done both. They've kind of done both. They've been all right going forward as well. Well, this is a fun stat. So that was... uh, So the Czechs have won two of the three games in the European Championships. But outside of the European Championships, five of the last six matches between these two have ended in draws. Okay. Maybe we're looking at a penalty shootout. I think think this could be a penalty shootout, mate. And then I ca- think Cashbush the Danes will save everything. I think the Danes win this on a penalty shootout. That's okay. what I'm going to say. Yeah, uh, yeah, I like so that. So you can earmark this, listeners. England, Ukraine. We don't even need to talk. We England done. I think England. Are no. we going to concede? I really hope we don't concede. I don't. I, hope, I think they'll I hope give we us a save good game. our conceding until we face Belgium or Italy. Touch wood in some kind of semi-final final situation. England and Ukraine have met at a major tournament once before. Uh, the Three Lions won 1-0 in the group stages of Euro 2012, thanks to a certain Wayne Rooney goal. Um, Ukraine have scored just three goals in their seven meetings with England, and never more than once in a match. Okay. And England have lost just one of their seven meetings with Ukraine in all competitions. Look, Ukraine have no pressure on them. And so we lost that one when they had Shevchenko up front. Ah. Yeah. Look, yeah, like I said, they've got no pressure on them like we we do. They're clearly going in as underdogs. They're just going to play their, their, their football. They're going to play their absolute hearts out. Yeah, of course they are. they're going to chuck everything, which is a why I think. Five at the back, bomb those two up front, and score goals like we did. Little balls in. Little tapping finishes. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll take I'll take one nil. I'll take two nil. As long as we win, which I, I do feel like it's going to happen. I feel that this probably could be one of our easiest games we've played so far. I think so. Um, yeah, I think England got this written all over it. Come on, Gareth. You haven't let us down yet. Please continue not to do so. All right, then, Matty boy. We have come to the end of the episode. Um... I like looking back at the games that have gone and predicting what's coming forward. It's good to... I mean, I'm not going to lie, mate. I've literally watched every single Euro game. So to go back and relive it and especially relive that England-Germany game was pretty magical. There's been some upsets this week, some results that we thought would happen, um, some results that we didn't think would happen. Obviously, France going out and England convincingly beating Germany. I was always of the opinion that England would beat Germany. I know you and Grant last week weren't entirely convinced, but I had... I saw it, mate. I saw it happened. And let's be honest, that was probably one of the best weeks of football we've ever, ever witnessed. Some of those games, some of those results were brilliant. Um, Let's hope that the the quarterfinals can produce something like that, would you reckon? I think they will. I think there's going to be more upsets. I think there's going to be more goals this time round. Um... I'm thinking there's going to be a few red cards coming up as well. Oh, Maybe a couple I hope, of fights. I hope we see, not in the England game, but I hope we see some penalties. I don't think I can take England versus Ukraine. If England went out on penalties to Ukraine, I'd, You'd cry. I'd, I think I'd, I'd cry. actually try and eat a working lawnmower, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> 
That'd be awful. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Mate, if that England Germany game went to penalties, my heart would not have been able to take it. Honestly, I I wouldn't have watched. I would. I wouldn't have been able to watch. Yeah, absolutely. So, if you're not already, why don't you give us a follow on our social medias? That's Facebook and Instagram at the Football Plug Podcast. And obviously, we've still got our fantastic connections going on with Jersey Drop. Um, fantastic retro, new, old, whatever era, random football jerseys uh, that get shipped to you within two or three days, very reasonable prices. Um, so if you want to get involved in that, if you're interested in that, head over to their Instagram page, which is it's jersey underscore drop underscore. So go and give them a follow as well. But without further ado, hope you've had a fantastic week and hopefully Matt and I can reconvene next week and talk about England progressing to the semi-finals. Come on, boys. It's coming home. It's coming home.